Can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Barrios, his first touch of the game. Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points. And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio. That's right. Brand new presenting sponsor, brand new season and brand new hosts. Josh Parrish and Lockie Flanagan here from FNR. The green and black is back and we are delighted to be here for the 2021-22 A-League season all on behalf of Simmons. This is the official Western United Club show. Here on Football Nation Radio, if you haven't joined us before, it will be a weekly insight behind the scenes into one of the A-League's newest and most ambitious clubs. I'm Josh. He's Lockie. Lockie, you pumped? Because I'm pumped. Uh, it's, it's sort of same, same, but different. Uh, like, we had so many great memories from, from the last season. Um, and the vibes in this offseason, from what we've been paying attention to from the club, have been good. Everything's been very solid. I don't, I don't throw that word vibes around, you know, too delicately. Um, it's been really good. And basically, we just want to give everyone an insight into uh, into the red-hot stuff that is going on at Western United at the moment, Josh. That's that's what we're here to do. Well, first cab off the rank. And we're, is... we are doing it with a bang. Like, we're not, yeah. we're not starting off slowly. No. Not Straight a, to the not top. Not at all. We're Straight to the top. Starting off, our very first guest is a star new signing, Alexander Priovic. Welcome to the Green Room and welcome to Australia. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for making the time and joining us. Uh, tell us, how has your experience been in Melbourne so far? Uh, just off air, we were talking about uh, some unpredictable weather, taking some adjusting, but uh, h- how are you enjoying the city? Well, uh, well, the, the weather keeps me definitely busy, so I have to take care of uh, what I'm wearing every day. So, yeah, uh, all, 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 overall, everything is very positive. I mean... Uh, Still trying to settle in, you know, to find an apartment and then to move in and prepare uh, the, the, the the travel of my family. So basically focusing now at the moment, mainly on uh, getting ready, you know, physically and uh, getting to know the players. That's my priority. So uh, because the season starts soon and uh, we want uh, to give uh, our best to make a good result. So, you know, this is now... Lately, my my main focus, you know, to get fit, to get to know everybody, and yeah, to be ready for the start. And thinking back to your to your first interview with with the club, Alex, I remember you saying that your, your first impressions of of Melbourne were good. Obviously, you've had you know the weather to adjust to as well. But you know, now that we've been out of lockdown for a couple of weeks and everything's been uh, nice and open, and we can get out and about you know, in between training, have you had a chance to sort of show yourself around the city? Has has anyone from the club given you a sort of guided tour? Have you got Diamante's sort of tips for going through Melbourne? Definitely, definitely. I mean, there's uh, so many places uh, to go. It's a, it's a big city, and uh, you know, I just uh, I'm just here for uh, for um, for a few days, basically. That I'm uh, yeah out of quarantine and uh, really to to move around. And yeah, as you say, everything is uh, now still opening, and the people getting used to this uh, situation and uh, to normal life let's say like that and yeah i, I think there is there there are a lot of uh, very nice places i've been to a few few ones so 
a lot of uh, people in the club are, are, are giving uh, suggestions where to go and uh, what to do. And yeah, I think I will have a, I will have enough time and, uh, to, to see all, all, all the good places. Uh, as, so yeah, as long I'm as, not as, rushing. I'm not rushing now. As long as the weather stays right, you'll definitely have that chance uh, over exactly. over the summer. You know, until it rains. Um, but you mentioned quarantine there, and uh, we know that one of the other A-League imports or A-League men's imports from this season, Daniel Sturridge, has been uh, trying to keep himself busy, posting about his haircut and all that sort of stuff. What, what sort of things have you been doing to, to pass the time while you've been at home? Well, I, I've been um, lucky, but no, I've been also unlucky because I have been in the city centre of uh, Melbourne uh, in the lockdown and, uh, you know, I had a very small room I think maybe, I don't know, it had maybe 10, uh, 11 square meter. So it's, it, it was a very small space with windows that uh, couldn't be opened. So, you know, in the first one, two, let's say three days, it was okay because you, you are still from the jet lag, uh, sleeping mainly, you know, <laughs> at night, <laughs> sometimes watching uh, TV yeah. shows and then sleeping, you know, like seven, eight times a day I was sleeping. Uh, to get used to everything, to the to the to the time difference, uh, to the time zone, etc. But uh, I think the main the main issue was uh, the lack of fresh air. I couldn't open a window, so yeah. after the fourth day, I felt a bit kind of like in prison, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I thought, it's, uh, it's, I even, yeah. It's I great. even said to my friends like, "Hey, it's even better. I think I think it's even better in prison. At least you can have a walk <laughs> for an hour and talk to other people." Well, it's <laughs> Here, good that I was you, not able. It's good yeah, that you can get back the, out. In the, uh, yeah, but in then the in the end, it was, it was okay, everything, you know, the food delivery, people were very kind and, uh, yeah, you know, they tried to make uh, the stay as comfortable as possible. And, uh, yeah, I've been keeping myself busy with uh, watching uh, several TV shows, document- uh, documentaries, you know, uh, keeping trying to stay a bit fit, you know, to, to, to keep... Uh, a bit training, you know, on the bicycle and uh, and uh, doing some exercises. So basically, yeah, that was that was my daily daily routine. Well, this feels like a good way to because uh, you know the the whole point of the green room. What, what what we're here to do, obviously, is to share all the great things that are happening at Western United, but to to tell the fans, you know, a little bit more of the personal side of of the people that that make this club and and the players. So I feel like this is a good way to start it because you brought up, you know, the fact that you've been watching stuff on Netflix. Is there a recommendation because that, that that you want to give to the fans? Because people can learn a lot from from what there's what content they're consuming. <laughs> well, now if you ask me like that, uh, I, I I don't know which which one to recommend. I mean, there are several thousand TV shows on, on Netflix. I don't somewhere. I don't want to run the the risk of leading leading the witness here, but. <laughs> while you while you would have been in quarantine, I feel like Squid Game would have been quite a popular. Thing. I watched it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I is that going it, yeah, onto the course. recommendation list for Western? Yeah, fans? definitely, definitely. <laughs> I can recommend it. It's a good TV show, uh, good TV serial, and uh, but there are many. I mean, at, at a certain point, you start watching things that you even usually don't watch because. Uh, <laughs> You have enough time, all time of the of this world, and <laughs> then you then you start to watch also things that you usually uh, wouldn't wouldn't even consider. So, well, let's talk about Alexander Priyevich, the footballer. If people haven't seen you play before, uh, what are your main strengths? What do you bring to the table on the pitch? Well, uh, obviously, my, my my job is to 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 secure the club uh, with points and goals and. Uh, I would say that's my strength. You know, the the the, the box is my area, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, I'm trying to 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 make uh, a lot of to create a lot of problems for the opponents, just with my with my um, with my uh, appearance on the on the on the on the field. You know, with my movements, with uh, causing stress and the defense. You know, causing problems, the, the mistakes for them, etc. You know, but mainly goals, scoring goals. That's that's like my my strength. Yeah. So you operate in the opposition penalty area, looking for the the one mistake that where you can get ahead of a, a centre back. Well, I, I hope I will not have to to be mainly focusing on on others' uh, mistakes, <laughs> but uh, on our creation and on our uh, dominance. I hope that uh, we're going to create uh, a lot of uh, opportunities where we're going to score all of us, and uh, I think uh, this is the the. the one of the main main focuses that we have we need, we need to have as a club you know to to be dominant to create chances and not uh, too much to wait on 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 the opponent's mistake because yeah of course you have to do that as well but i think it's in our hands and we need to to take advantage and to take the the the, the next step you know for, for for this club so with that in mind what was the the pitch to you how did western united convince you to join and why did you think it was a good move to come here well, uh, yeah, as I said, from mid mid um, August, I was uh, uh, a free player, so I was uh, negotiating with uh, with a lot of clubs from Europe and the Asian market. And uh, at some point, uh, I think that mainly what pitched me was the was the determination and the will of. Of the coach and of the of the staff of the of the of the of the owner and the CEO, that they really, you could feel that they really really wanted me to to to, to join the team and that they had that they were very ambitious uh, with 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 their goals and the, with the way they wanted the Western United to look, and it's still a fresh club, so 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 I think that that's. Um, a great possibility, you know, to build something and to to, to, to be also remembered. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the the, the way that uh, with a new club, you you can uh, basically, with, when, when you play in a club that exists already for a hundred years and didn't win any trophies, you know, for a hundred years, then it's hard to believe the next season it will be the one where you're going to win the trophy, you know. But when you go to a club that is new, that exists, you know, for for a few years, then you ha- can have an impact in which direction the, the future of the club will go and uh, in which direction they want to head. And I had the feeling that the coach and the CEO and the owner are, uh, you know, hungry to make something big and are not, uh, you know, just there to survive, you know, and to, 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 to just be there and play the game. I think they they, they want to win and... Uh, that was one of the triggers that that made me, you know, go for it. So it's a great point you raise. I mean, being part of something new at the ground level, because the first title that, you know, a club like Western United wins, that team, those players will be immortalized. Is that is that a big motivating factor to sort of write yourself into the history of this new club? Well, def- definitely. I mean, generally, in, in, when you win trophies in any club, in any competition, it is uh, anywhere in the world. If you win the league and the, and the championship, it's not easy. You know, I've won with a few clubs, cups, uh, comp- uh, championships in Greece, in Poland, the uh, cups in uh, Switzerland, in Greece, Poland, uh, 
I played also finals where I lost, you know, in penalties and unluckily, you know, but any, anywhere you win some trophy, you, you stay remembered. But what I tried to say is if, if a club exists for, for a very long time and didn't win nothing, it's hard to, you know, be hungry for the next season to win trophies. Actually, then a club that is just playing to survive and to, to, to be there and to be a part of the, of the championship, but it's not showing uh, any direction. And with a new club, you can build somehow, uh, you know, the, 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 the way where, 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 where the, the future of the club will go, you know. So that, that, that's, that was one of the points that, that were uh, determining, you know, for me that, to decide to come here. I feel like if that isn't a statement of intent from a new player <laughs> coming into a club, I re- really don't know what is. Uh, Alex, you had your first chance to, um, to play with the side in a sort of competitive fashion not that long ago against Melbourne City. Obviously, you played the three forty-five minute, um, you know, games in that one day out in Geelong. Uh, take us through your, your first experience of, uh, of playing through the club and against another, you know, A League men's club as well. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, still uh, early to say our direction. You know, uh, where, where where we're going to stand in the end. Of course, I see the players are very uh, fit and motivated and, and ready. They had a very long preseason. Uh, the game was, uh, you know, if I have to analyze now the game, I mean, we had two penalties and an own goal. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, what can you say about this in the end of the day? You know, it's football and this kind of things happen, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that there were not uh, too many created chances by the opponents. And also the fact that we played a very strong team, a very strong opponent, a team that is going for sure to compete for the championship, you know, the, the next season. Uh, I think, you know, there is material that we can uh, hold on and, and, and improve, improve, you know, as a, as, a, as, a, as a team and as a club. So, as I said, it's very early to, 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 to see the direction where we will go. But I see that the motivation is high and the physical preparation is good. So, you know. I think we're ready to start the, the season. And what about the relationships with the other players off the field? Because uh, we hear you already have a best friend in uh, Leo Lacroix. Is that correct? Did you guys know each other from Switzerland or did you meet yeah. in Australia? No, no, we know each other from, we played together. I think we, we it was one of our, I, I went to Italy and then to England and uh, I came back to Switzerland to Sion and this was kind of my first uh, steps where I played more, more professional minutes and also him he it was his first steps of professional football in 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 Sion. so we were together like i don't know how long it was maybe 10 years ago 11 years ago we played for a short time together and uh, you see football world is very small and at some point <laughs> you play together again <laughs> on, on the other side of the world how weird is that yeah you see yeah <laughs> if you if you would made a bet uh, 10 years ago about this situation it would be nearly impossible to happen you know <laughs> well the fact that you've brought up leo it, and the uh, and the game against melbourne city over the weekend Brings me perfectly into a little bit of a, a, a rumor that I wanted to address that, that's come through from a, a Western United source. Apparently after that game, and you can tell me if this is true or not, uh, all of the international players, so yourself, Leo, Rene, Dia, carpooled home from that game. Did you guys dr- drive together back home? Is that, is that what happened? Yeah, we went together to that game, yes. Well, so we can, went back together. Can, you, can you tell me about that experience to and from the game in that car? Because obviously you already know Leo. 
Um, I'm sure you, you're familiar with the character that Diamante is. Uh, one of Weston's former players, you, you might be familiar with, Bessar Barisha, uh, he came mm-hmm. on this show last year and said that he had a very interesting time being in the car <laughs> with Alessandro Diamante. Uh, tell, tell us what it was like, that, uh, that little carpool sesh with, uh, with some of your international teammates. Uh, yeah, I mean, we went to the game together. It was a it was a friendly game. Uh, we knew what to, to to expect. You know, it was a it was a it was a last test before the the, the next cup game. And uh, yeah, it was an hour drive. We we had some you know regular things, music. Who's in charge of the music around. in the car? Yeah, Diamante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has a good taste. So. Yeah, Euro it dance was, it was hits. Not it was not boring, yes. <laughs> See, we, we get a little insight into that because he puts some of those on his Instagram story. Yeah, and, uh, so, someone in, a, in Australian football, someone has taken all of the songs that Dia plays on his Instagram stories and has made it into a playlist on Spotify. So if if you like his music, we we've got it collated for you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a lot of Italian songs, so yeah, it was nice. It was nice to to listen to it. So definitely, definitely, we enjoyed the ride. No. So we want to talk a little bit about your experiences at international level. Uh, take us back to that World Cup qualifier against Georgia for Serbia at the Maracanã Stadium. It was the last game to qualify for the World Cup in 2018. You're on the bench. Tell us about that day and uh, what went through your mind when the coach said, Alex, it's your turn. Well, uh, yeah, I joined that qualif- the qualification at that at, um, half, uh, on the half, you know, after five games. Mm-hmm. So I was the, the last five games with the, with the national team and yeah, the situation came that we had... Um, a difficult group and uh, uh, some physically strong opponents, you know, that we had to face. And in that last game, it was a um, huge pressure on us because we played at home in front of a full stadium. You know, the, everybody expected to go to the World Cup because the the opponent on, on paper looked, uh, you know, uh, weaker than us, definitely. You know, if you compare the players and the names... Uh, and uh, and the foot, foot uh, and the countries in, in in football football wise, then you know we are we were favorite. But as you as you know, probably in uh, in such games, such important games, you know that uh, pressure is very high. And then suddenly uh, the ball becomes three times more heavy than it is usually. You know, <laughs> so it was a tough game to play, and uh, it didn't go out the way we wanted. Uh, we were struggling to create chances in the first half that the ball didn't want to go in, you know, nothing worked out actually. So yeah, on half time, you know, the, 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 the atmosphere in the locker room was uh, tense, not only in the locker room, but also in the state, in the yeah. stands, you know, the, the stadium, the fans, you know, they wanted nearly to burn down the whole place. <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty tense, you know, and uh, yeah, and I, I was on the bench looking on the, on the, on the game, you know, <laughs> It's always hard to look to look on the game on the on the bench, you know, especially when you know that there is a lot of uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot to lose and it's a, and it's a lot to gain. So in that moment, so yeah, I felt on half time that I'm going that I'm gonna uh, come in into the second half, 
And yeah, you know, I can tell, I can tell you now that, yeah, I, I knew I'm going to score or whatever, but that's, you know, that's, <laughs> you can't, you can't know such things. You know, my, my point is only that, uh, I was trying to be calm to go inside to play my game and, you know, the, 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 the chance came up and I, I tried, I improvised, I made a, an, 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 an uh, let's say an automatic move, you know, in that in that one second, I decided to do something, and I do it automatically without thinking, and it worked out pretty fine, you know. And yeah, the the rest is history, you know. Do you remember clearly the moment, or is it all a blur? And the cross comes in from from Alexander Mitrovic, uh, who everybody knows, I'm yeah, sure. I, I remember the contra attack, you know. Uh, I saw you know Ivanovic break through in the middle and. Uh, give the ball down the, the down the line and everybody was suddenly sprinting towards the goal and I saw myself on the second post and actually you know the ball the pass that came in was not an easy one the ball was jumping you know and it was an uncomfortable uncomfortable strong pass so I reacted you know uh, inst- with my instinct and uh, yeah it, in the end you know when I saw the ball in the net then you know a big big stone fell of our heart not only as players, but on the full fans, you know, the, everything exploded, and uh, yeah, it was it was a crazy atmosphere, you know. Yeah, well, being no doubt Western United fans about the the credentials of this man that we've got on you, he's played in a number of countries, played at World Cups, you know, European competitions as well. Um, so, <laughs> big raps, and uh, I'll give you one, one question from from the fans. Actually, this one coming in from Matthew Alex. Uh, he says he's just wondering, since arriving at the club, uh, which player has has impressed you the most out on the training pitch? On the training pitch or outside the training pitch? <laughs> oh, you can answer both ways if you like. That's up to you. Well, uh, yeah, what can I say? I, I mean, it's uh, generally all the players are great. You know, they, they, they welcome me fantastically. You know, they are all kind, uh, you know young uh, motivated people you know that that uh, that are hungry to work and uh, to to be professional to be prepared professional football players to live their dreams so generally to take now one guy out of them it uh, wouldn't be fair for they are all amazing you know I, what what else i cannot say i, I can't take one one separately out of it you know He's only he's only just joined. He can't be no, that's uh, fair picking favourites just yet. <laughs> right. Maybe I should take take the question just off the pitch, just quickly, just quickly, Alex, because I know you'd be mm-hmm. very generous with your time. Uh, like any good radio host, we we did our research before the interview. You know, we checked your Wikipedia. Uh, Josh checked your Wikipedia. Me, I checked your Instagram. Uh, like like okay. any like any good journalist, and <laughs> I got to say, fashion wise, a very stylish man, and I think that fits in quite well. Uh, some of the interactions we've had with Western United players. Uh, in previous times, they, they they care quite a lot about about their their sense of fashion. They they, they keep themselves yeah you know quite uh, quite trim you know quite um you know, well looking in the clothes department. I'm sure you would fit in in that sense. Is there anyone in terms of people turning up to training or leaving training or even off the pitch? Uh, anyone who's impressed you with their with their sense of style? With the style, well, uh, Diamante has for sure a <laughs> yeah. great, great style. You know, this is the Italian the Italian. Uh, style culture so yeah i think he's following uh he's following brands and uh, fashion for sure i mean you can tell on his styling are you guys going to trade tips with one another maybe about like what we can wear like outfit match for game days that sort of thing maybe maybe (laughs) i'm gonna take his shoes the next time you know and you take mine (laughs) 
<laughs> we can change them, you know. <laughs> if the size is fitting, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think you might be a bit big. You're a bit taller than him, I would say. So I think it's going to be more comfortable for him than for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, before we let you go, Alex, we're conscious of time here. What do you aim to achieve in Australia this year on a team level and on an individual level as well? Because, you know, you might know we have uh, a Johnny Warren medal at the end of the year for player of the season in the league. And the current reigning uh, player of the year is a, is a Serbian international. So uh, could you be next? Mm-hmm. Well, anything is possible. One thing is for sure, you know, I'm going to give uh, everything. I'm going to give my best, try to, you know, from day to day to improve and to play well and to score goals, win games. I mean, that's the only thing that a football player enjoys, you know, in football is uh, to compete, to play, to win and, uh, you know, individual, uh, individually to score in my, in, let's say in my position, that's the, that's the, the, that's the main important thing. As I said before, when I were talking, when I was talking about trophies, uh, uh, I know how it is to win trophies. I know how it is not to win also with other teams. So at this point, it's very difficult to say where, where we're going to stand or what we're going to do. The, I think we have to take it day by day and step by step from game to game and you know every game we have to face like a final mm. i think that's the point because the the championship is a long marathon and you know it uh, it's not a little sprint where you can you know fix something overnight and in, in a few games you know be a bit lucky and that's it you know uh, a championship to win it uh, it's a long way to go and there is also other teams that are very hungry but for me as a professional football player i wouldn't uh, be where I was and uh, be where I am if I if I was not uh, competing and hungry for victories. You know, this is uh, for me. Every game is the final, and I want to win, even in training. So I can't say where we're gonna stand, but I can only say that from my side and from the from the from that what I saw so far from in the club, everybody's gonna you know leave a hundred percent on the on the on the field and give their best to 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 make a a good result and to, you know, improve as a person and as a club and, you know, day by day. So, yeah, that's what I can say. You know, we will give for our best for sure. And in the end, we will see where we're going to stand. Well, we've got a comment here from the fans. MJ says, 30 goals, Alex. Well, I mean, that would <laughs> smash the record. So, uh, easy does it. But uh, rest assured. Sorry, it's, only, man... it's only slightly more than one goal a game. You, you've, you've got that in, <laughs> Too in easy. Uh, well, I, there was a season I scored even 35 in one season. Well, there you so, go. You know, it's there not go. something uh, <laughs> that I form. don't know about, but we will see. It's not a single man sport. You know, it's a team teamwork. And as I say, we have to work very hard. My, my abilities and my scoring will uh, also uh, be a mirror of the host team, you know. Mm. Yeah. If we play well and we create a lot of chances, uh, you know, then it's up to me. If I miss too much, then I need to be criticized. (laughs) (laughs) Alexander Priovic, best of luck for the season. Thank you so much for joining us on The Green Room. And most of all, uh, make sure that uh, Diamante shoes fit you before you uh, you steal them. (laughs) Definitely. Thanks, guys, for uh, taking your time and uh, see you again. Uh, Alexander Priovic, our first guest here on a brand new season of The Green Room. We'll take a break. On the other side, we have the CEO of Western United waiting for us, Chris Pelovanis, joining The Green Room after the break. Western United, can they find 
Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio. And we're back here on the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio, the official Western United Club show. Josh Parrish and Lockie Flanagan. And joining us now is the CEO of Western United, Chris Pelavanis. How are you going? Excellent, guys. How are you? Getting nice. moved for another season, so... <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, you got it on the eve of another season. Everyone should be excited that loves football in Australia. Yeah, the, 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 the rubbing together of the hands, Chris, is always a good sign. Plenty of anticipation. <laughs> Mutual feeling. Fantastic. Well, we'll start, Chris, with the, uh, the ad campaign that had uh, tug- tongues wagging, everybody talking about this, uh, this vision of the future. Tell us a little bit about the, the idea behind it and uh, what you uh, hoped everybody took from it. Yeah, it was an interesting concept of us. Like, just um, we've done a lot of work in the off season about what do we want to stand for, what do we want to be, and part of the journey we went on was all right. So, if we're here in twenty five years' time, looking back, what are we going to be most proud of? What are we going to be some of the things you know, some of the challenges we've had, and some of the things reflecting back, and and it also gave us sort of an opportunity to tell you know the people of the West and our supporters, you know. Let's get on there from the start and let's build something special together because, you know, in 25 years' time, this journey is going to be an amazing one and let's remember for the people that were from the beginning. So it's all about for us is, you know, the future's now. Get on, join us, be part of this new exciting team that's born out of the West and and let's do something special all together and, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. And you know, It's the first time we've done something like this and it's um, something we're really proud of. Yeah, I liked the concept behind it, uh, getting in on the ground floor uh, of something new and being able to say you were there, you were one of the first, the originals. When you look back in, you know, 20, 25 years and you got something that you've that the club's really built because, you know, f- for a club to succeed and thrive, it's not, you know, two, three seasons in where you should be really making the, the assessment, right? No, correct. I mean... We all talk about, you know, some of these clubs around the world or even in other codes in Australia about the history and all that. That's born on the hard work behind, you know, born on setting some foundations that, you know, you'll be proud of in you know, years to come. But we've got a chance to do that. And everyone that comes in this, on this journey will write the next chapter. And that's the exciting part of being part of Western United. So, you know, from sponsors to members to fans to players to staff, it's an exciting journey and um, we're trying to create a place that we all belong to and that's what we're excited. So once we create and nail that sense of belonging and make people feel that, you know, Western United is their club and the club of choice and, you know, get that tribalism and, and ensure that, you know, everything, you know, everyone that lives in the West, Northwest of Victoria for, follows Western United and that's our aim. And so we're, set, we're setting those boundaries, we're setting that, Rhetoric and, and it's important that everyone, you know, we're genuine in the community and everyone can see that Western United's their club. Is there a little bit of a strand that I, I get the sense of anyway, of Western United trying to be kind of a noisy neighbour, not be everybody's favourite? Because 
you know, there were people who loved it. There were people who hated it, but it wasn't, you know, a generic season promo, get your membership, few goals and highlights. It was something that was going to divide people a little bit. And I think some of the most iconic clubs in Australian sport are clubs that the supporters are super passionate about and, you know, live or die in the results. And there's also the opposition fans love to hate. Yeah, I mean, we've always said we want to be different. We're entering a code 15 years later or, you know, than the season, you know, than Melbourne Victory who had a first move advantage and Melbourne Hunt, Melbourne City came in later. So we're the third team. It's always a challenge. But we always want to be different, but we always want to represent the people of the West. Mm. And the West, you know, we want to reflect their values, their what they believe in and, um, you know, we want to show that we're hardworking, we're, we're, you know, loyal to where we're from. And so all these things will come out in our journey. But, um, you know, I don't know. And we want to, yeah, we want to disrupt the other two clubs. We're not going to apologise for that. I think it's important we do that because from that, you know, we're going to get stronger and maybe the competition will get stronger as well. So that's not a bad thing. I think it's going to be great for the, you know, for the members and the fans to get on this ride with us and see what that looks like. But... Ultimately, we want to be different and we want to be a club that, you know, represents the people. I mean, that, that kind of feels like that, that, you know, that ad, the opening sort of elevator pitch to, to fans and everyone alike is, you know, get in, the, get in on the ground floor or you're simply going to miss out as we start going up to, to higher levels on the building. But it seems like you're not just putting that message out there to fans, but I'm thinking back to, to some of the stuff that Alex was saying when we spoke to him about how, you know, he going to a club with hundreds of years of history and maybe years of difficult history is a, is a very different proposition to something like Western United where it is, it is fresh, it is malleable. It's a place that someone like Alex can come in and if there's success there, really sort of make a name for himself and, and, and build himself into the fabric of the club. So it seems like you know this message you're putting out there to everyone to get on board is, is something that the players are, are buying into as well. It's everyone in the club that's buying into it. It's a message that, um, you know, like we're privileged to work in a club like Western United, but ultimately we're all buying into that same dream and, and we have a chance to write that chapter, to set the foundations, to set the culture, to set the fabric, to, you know, win our first silverware, to to build, you know, to get to 10,000 members. You know, everything we do is is new and it's for the first time and, you know, this week we play our first ever FFA Cup game. Like, there's all these things, that milestones that we're ticking as we go, but, um, yeah, it's really exciting and that's what is encouraging and all the people that are on this journey are on this journey with the same mindset is to let's build something special, let's build something that we can be proud of and let's build something that is genuinely going to be, you know, one of the best sporting clubs in Australia. And that takes a lot of hard work and it's a lot of ambition and it's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hard work and sweat and tears and all that sort of stuff's going to come. But, yeah, be on that journey with us, yeah. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be exciting. It's going to be hard. It's going to hurt sometimes. But there's no better place to be part of, you know, and and that's why we're all on this journey together and the people that are coming on this journey with us will see that it's going to be hang on. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Wild ride. And, I mean, I've, I've noticed the ambition in the foreign signings, particularly in the recruitment this season, trying to go for guys who are 
not just names, but have played in legit top flight European leagues, the likes of Krahin and Lacroix, and of course, Prijevic, who we just spoke to. What's the approach been like with the recruitment this season? Yeah, like, you know, at the end of last year, we sat down, we reflected, we looked at what was required. You know, we put a, obviously we hired John Aloisi, our new coach, and then we sat down and said, you know, what are going to be our key criteria? And, and look, you know, it took us a little bit of time to get there because we went through a process and um, it was important that we find the right people and the right players to bring to this club. And um, we're super excited with the talent we've brought, you know. Um, you know, they've all come out, you know, some have come a bit late in the preseason. So our team will get better as we go. We know that. Um, but when you bring in the quality of individuals that we brought to the, even to the existing squad members we had, you know, we're showing the competition and we're showing our own stakeholders, our own people in the club that, yeah, we're ambitious, you know. Um, John's come here to um, do something special with us. We're all, you know, we're all driven to, to work hard and, and make sure we give our, you know, create an environment that gives us the best opportunity for success. You can't guarantee it, but, you know, we're in a really good place and, and, and we're really excited how things are going. What about the uh, women's side and the MPL team? I mean, a, a big win has to be picking up Adisu Bayou out of nowhere and then suddenly he's in the Oli Roos. Uh, that, that's, that's one of the stories that, you know, maybe uh, defines the success of the, the MPL program so far. Not even the club, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. We were brought in to represent the West. We picked up a kid um, from the Western regions that was playing at an MPL club, gets in a chance to play on our MPL team. Within a year, he's representing his country. I don't think. I think if you have a this one and you'll get a chance to speak to a this one, I don't think he would have dreamt of that. Mm. Um, they're the kind of stories we're going to write. They're the kind of opportunities we need to focus on. Um, you know, yeah, you're not. You know, you, there's easy chances to pot any club, but. Have a look at that story. You know, we're we're giving a kid an opportunity to be a professional footballer, and and he's represented his country uh, in a in a qualifying game for the um, next Olympics. How good is that? So, oh, I'm sorry, in the Asian Cup. Mm. So, how how good is that? And I think they're the kind of opportunities we want to give. And the NPL program is really critical for us and our future development. And. Look, COVID's made it difficult in terms of expansion into younger ages and all that sort of stuff, but we'll do that. We'll build something. You know, we've got some exciting announcements in the coming weeks of some new faces that we're going to bring in to be part of that program. And and I think, um, you know, you'll see a big shift for us and and we're ambitious in that NPL space too. You know, we, we want to be successful. We want to develop players. We want to, you know, challenge to get into the higher levels of the NPL. So that's something that you'll see through Western and something that... Um, I think we'll typify, you know, and give opportunities, sorry, to to a lot of, you know, kids in the West. And, and that's what's, our, you know, that's what's going to typify our brand going forward. Um, for women's space, look, we're super excited. You know, we've got an amazing partnership with Calder and, and the work we're doing there and led by Amanda and Mark DeCasso is amazing. Amanda Stella. Um, we've got our W League licence that's going to come on board next year. Um, just watch this space. I'm not going to give too much away because we've got a lot to go on and we're going to have a few more programs. And I think we should have a session one day dedicated to MPL, dedicated to women's football, and we can and we can really articulate our plans and our ambitions in that space. And um, I think that's when you'll, you'll realise the work we're doing in the background. Yeah, well, a- any fans of the club who were paying attention to the MPL Victoria and, and the MPLW last season know what a, a great job the youth side were doing in the MPL3 and, yeah. and Calder in the MPLW. So... Fingers crossed, yeah. and I would say it's, it's pretty likely that we can get more stories like 
Adisu coming coming through the ranks. Well, sorry, Adisu, there's Reese Bozanovsky and Ajak Dua that yeah. all came out from that team. So we had three in our first year. I don't think we could, none of us, if we had a KPI at the start of the year, would have said three kids coming in there. And they're all very, very um, promising players. And, and I think... Um, they're only going to benefit, and they're you know giving them an opportunity to become professionals is is um, something that we're really proud of. Yeah, well, like it is something to be to be super super proud of. And in terms of st- uh, sharing those stories, you know, as a football administrator looking at your, looking at your calendar for the A League Men's and for the FFA Cup, you know, as the head of the club, you must be licking your lips seeing you have the chance to to share those stories with seven consecutive games in, in Melbourne. I think two of those will be you know, hosted by the Melbourne clubs, but the rest of that is, is all your home games. That it just seems like a great way to kick off the season and, and show these narratives to the, to the outside world. Yeah, it's, it's amazing work's been done off-season. Look, it's been a long off-season. The community's done it hard. You know, we haven't seen live football. We've been starved of football. You know, the kids have done it hard, homeschooling. You know, parents have done it hard. Um, we're just really excited to get all fans back to get to watch live football. You know, I've got a challenge out there. You know, we want to get, we want to um, sell out round one. Um, you know, we're playing Melbourne Victory. We've got a capacity of just under 12,000 that's permitted. Um, and we want to make sure that that game is full, you know, and full of Victory fans, full of Western United fans. I think it's important because we want that rivalry. We want that atmosphere. We want both teams being out there supporting their teams. We want smiles on all the kids' faces. And you know what? Um, both teams will go out to battle and it'll be, you know, a real derby match. So that's exciting. Um, you know, this week we've got the FFA Cup game. You know, that was brought on to us a bit late. and uh, But again, you know, it's another opportunity to take football to Geelong, live football, you know, playing another A-League team. So it's an important game for us and one week before the season starts. But you're right, there's some really good, exciting fixtures on the, you know, on the cards. And, you know, our first Amy Park game the following Friday after the round one is against Perth Glory and maybe Daniel's, oh, Daniel Sturridge will be in town. And against us the first time in Melbourne and um, exciting, you know, we want all the Perth fans and all the Liverpool fans to come out and support their man. And you know what, we'll, you know, we'll do our bit and get all our fans to come and support our team. So exciting times. Um, You know, the Channel 10 broadcast deal is going to be exciting as well because it gives us an opportunity to, you know, showcase our, you know, our brand, our game on, you know, free-to-air TV. You know, Channel 10 News picks us up every couple of days and you're on you know, news and, you know, we're relevant. It's exciting and this is what we do it for. So, yeah, everyone at the club is working extremely hard and extremely pumped to, for the upcoming season. But I guess the area that probably goes a little bit, uh, is a little bit hidden and we haven't focused on and has been really difficult to focus on in the first two years of existence and, you know, if I sat here before the start of the first game and I said, what is the area you want to focus on? What is the area you want to nail? That's community, you guys. That's the ability to get in front of kids, the ability to get in front of schools, clubs in the West, create genuine partnerships. And, you know, we've recently appointed David Clarkson, um, ex-South Melbourne player and ex-NSL um, player who's going to help us lead that path. And we're about to launch something and, We'll talk about that in coming weeks and I think we should have a show that talks about community and what we're going to do in the community as well. And I think you'll see that, um, you know, that's the area that will make the biggest inroads. That's the area we need to focus on because that's what will help 
in 20 years' time when we look back to say, look at all these kids that support Western United, look at all these differences we've made into the community, look at all these, um, you know, clubs we've helped go to the next level in the West, look at all these schools that are now playing football, all that sort of stuff. But um, that's the area that I think we'll focus on in the, you know, in the next 12 months that will be really exciting for any, I think everyone in the West will see a major shift. Well, if people don't know David Clarkson, um, probably the ultimate people person. We Last time we had him on FNR, he grabbed his guitar and gave us an impromptu serenade. <laughs> so he's, he's an eccentric. He's a lovely, lovely man. And uh, I think he's going to do some well, great We should get him on again. We should get him on again. He might do stage two. He might sing uh, Go West or something yeah, like that. Only we'll if say, he well, brings what? the instruments. There's one, <laughs> yeah, one that's condition. It, that's it. That's it. We should get him on. We should get him on. I'll tee him up for the, for the next couple of weeks. 100%. 100%. Uh, Chris. Everybody, uh, whether they're Western United fans or not, always wants to know about the stadium. Um, it is a difficult process, but you've got it as your Zoom background there, Wyndham Stadium. Uh, yeah. What, what's the uh, the latest and and uh, uh, how we we heard some access roads were being built to to prepare the the site for construction. Yeah, I don't really want to give you that much because there's a there's a bit coming on in the next Ooh. couple of weeks, which will be really exciting. So I don't want to steal the thunder of what's coming, but. Um, we're making a lot of significant progress and 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 there's going to be some significant um, works and some significant, um, you know, opportunities for some really nice stories and, and, and that's going to happen soon and um, we're really keen to showcase that when it does and, and really leverage it. Look, the reality is with the lockdowns and everything that's happening, um, mm. it's a really exciting time for us to leverage. So we've put a little bit of a purposeful delay on the process with the view of um, in the next couple of weeks we might see something special and uh, get everyone out there, as many people as we can, um, to see some, you know, the early works really and some really good pictures and some really good opportunities for our fans and members to see what's happening there. So I'm not going to give more than that away, but um, things are going really well and I can't wait for the next of the season to start. I can't wait for the stadium commencement to start and, really showcase what Western United is going to be about um, in the next 12 months and in the future. I think, Lockie, that's what they call in the biz a, a tease. Well, <laughs> yeah. people obviously, Chris can't see him at the moment and our, our lovely viewers on the green room can't see him either, but Nick Hughes, who works at both here at the radio station and Western United, looked, looked very smug when you were talking about that. So <laughs> if when Nick Hughes is getting excited, we know there's big news afoot. So uh, There is, and, and it's not right that I – this has been a couple of years in the making and people don't realise how hard it is to actually do these projects and stuff like that. So mm. I don't I don't really want to take any credit for it. I think it's the whole of club, whole organisation process and it needs the recognition it needs. So I think we need to just be a little bit patient with us. You know, we've got round one and two and then after that I think you might see something special. Well, historic game coming up this weekend. Uh, yes. against Newcastle Jets. First ever FFA Cup match. It's a, it's a play-in game, an elimination play-in game. game yeah. um, looking forward to that. Uh, Western United members, complimentary access to that one? Yeah, complimentary access. It's another way for us to give back to our members that have done it tough and have been supporting us from day one. You know, We take a couple of games to Tassie, so we're trying to give our members even more value. We've given them Paramount Plus for members that have signed up for product greater than seven games so we're trying to do more and more we're, you know we're doing kids for free this year as well which we think is important and people say well you know kids for free um what was the motive behind that and i just said look how hard kids have been for the last 12 months 24 months and this is our way of giving back to all the kids of the west 
come to the games, come and see, come and, you know, if you love the game, come and see how the professionals warm up, how they play, how they move. Sit with your coaches or your parents and get them to, you know, have a look at the patterns that players are running and, and, and really embrace what football is. Because if you want to become a top footballer, you've got to watch football as well. So, um, I think it's a good opportunity and we're giving back and, you know, I'd love to see, you know what, all the kids in the stadium to be full of kids because that's our future guys, both on and off the field. That's our future. So we decided this year to go kids for free and, and, you know, well, I can't, you know, I'm encouraging all kids to come this week um, at the FFA cup game. And then next week in victory, if you want to, you know, come and see a special round one game and there's going to be new players on show, new coaches on show, you know, the battle of the bridge, um, you know, continuing, I think, what is it, Mark 7 or something, our seventh ever, uh, you know, game against the victory. Um, come and see it. And so encouraging all kids, um, even if you haven't been to a game before, get along because um, there's a new A-League on about to kick off and um, a new A-League season. And I think it's important that we get as many people at the grounds and enjoy the product that's going to be on stage because I think this year's product will be better than uh, ever. I mean, all clubs have reinvested. All clubs have made a commitment to improve the, the competition. And um, I think, you know, it's going to be a really competitive season. And um, at Western United, we're very ambitious. And, um, you know, we've done a lot of hard work in the off-season to ensure that we have a really competitive season. Well, we're going to be making the road trip, aren't we, Lucky? Round one. Against the victory, I, I, I'm even I'm even considering making the the earlier road trip, Ooh, even, even just by myself this, this weekend. I, the FFA Cup is just it's just such a great competition. You, you guys must be ecstatic to to be in it for the first time, and I'm sure you yeah, know, you, you, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it is exciting. You know, it's a, gets us gives us a chance to win another trophy and and get to you know play in Asia. There's a, there's a lot at stake here, and um, we're definitely taking it serious, and and the organisation. Um, Everyone, so we encourage you guys. You know, you said maybe it's a must. You got to come down this week <laughs> as well. If we're going to do. We're going to keep doing these shows. I need you guys behind us and you know, bring some friends along. And um, you know what? We're all in this together, guys. And it's important that um, you know we start to build something. And it's going to start, you know, from you know everyone bringing a friend along, everyone bringing on a mate, uh, you know, bringing a family member, bringing you know a colleague that you play football with or a work colleague bring people along to the games because one thing I'm sure the product will be both on and off the field will be special. Well, we've got some great questions coming through in the comments. Adrian has asked two really good ones. What is the realistic on-field goal for this season? And uh, he's also backed it up with a nice observation. I'm not sure if this is a better, better one to watch the coaching staff than you, Chris, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Season one, once he got his control, Max broke out. Season two, Dylan looked dangerous throughout and did a similar thing. Who in season three do you see having that breakout year? Yeah. that's. Let me start with the first question. What's our aspirations? We want to play finals football. We always want to play finals football. We're an ambitious club. Now, how high, how high do we think we're going to finish? I can't put a ceiling on it and I don't want to put a ceiling on it. What I can say is the culture at the club and, you know, the, the you know, the Coaches led by John Hayden Fox, John Nessasiatis, um, uh, have done an immense work. And with Mel and Pubato, our GM of football, have done an immense work to create a really resilient culture, a respectful culture, and um, 
everyone's enjoying them times at the moment. You know, our move to the hangar was a very good move. You know, it created that excitement. We're in an elite facility. The players are all have embraced it really well and really excited. So, um, yeah, we're, we're ambitious. We want to be in play finals and, you know, how high we'll finish, not sure, but um, that's something, you know, for our fans, um, you know, we want to play finals. So we're not going to shy away from that. Well, in terms of who's going who's to have a breakout season, oh, I reckon it's a better question for the coaches, but you know what? I hope all the young players do a lot of the hard work. I hope they, you know, get knowledge from our international marquees and, and international players and really learn from them in, and, and from, you know, our experienced A-League players like Neil Kilkenny, Jamie Young, um, you know, you've got a lot of experience in that. Have Josh Risden, Connor Payne. So the young guys have got to work with those guys, learn, and you know what? I hope a couple of them have breakout seasons and, and you know what? That's our future. So... Um, it's probably a better question for the coaches. I don't like to to put a ceiling on any of the young kids, but, um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of them have done a solid amount of work, so pretty exciting. Well, the predictions are already coming through in the comments. Anthony reckons top four, so no pressure at all. <laughs> That's <laughs> Chris, it. Thank you so much for, for being very, very generous with your time, very open and honest with your answers. Uh, we love the, the initiatives. We love the affordability, especially coming out of a, a pandemic and an economic downturn. You know, kids nag your parents. It's uh, it's a affordable night out for families who've really struggled during uh, this period, and a great opportunity to get back in and amongst it after this this terrible year we've had. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, all the best for the season ahead. It's really exciting. Thank you, guys, and thank you for uh, getting the green room back. And I look forward to doing the whole year with you guys. And I think it's going to be something exciting. Um, I just love on the final and I just want to encourage everyone to get your tickets early for next week. I don't want any of our fans missing out because it's going to be a big crowd. Um, sales already are very, very strong, but get in there, get early and, you know, don't leave it to the last minute because um, the weather, the long-term weather prediction is really good and, you know, exciting round one. There's going to be a lot of excitement around both teams. So I'm just encouraging all the Western United fans to make sure you buy your tickets early or get your memberships early or get, you know, access get redeem your tickets as quick as you can because I don't want any of our fans missing out. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the season. CEO Chris Pelavanis, wow, second cab off the rank for the new season. Lockie. Two, it's two pretty decent cabs, though. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad. Start um, as you mean to go on. Exactly. And this is going to be a full season here of the Green Room on FNL for the first time. Season two, Lockie. Uh, what are you most excited about coming into these first two games of the season that you're uh, you're keen to to track down to Geelong for? Well, obviously, I've already got it penciled in mm. the 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 GMHBA game against the Victory, starting the season, the Battle of the Bridge, and I, I just want to echo Chris's sentiments because I went down. I, we we both went down to the first ever game against Victory at GMHBA. It was a three-one win for Western. The sun was out the whole day. I was had to put on sunscreen about every 20 minutes because it was that intense, but it was lovely sitting out there in the sun, you know, soaking up the atmosphere. There was 10,000 people there, plenty of noise, a great game, a great win for Western. And I can't help but feel that 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 is the kind of thing with the buzz around the season, with the buzz around the club at the moment, that that is the kind of thing that we're looking at in that game against, uh, against victory. So I am just hanging out for that. And you know what? Maybe even I'm, I'm committing to this weekend as well. So if I'm committing, then Green Room fans, so too should you. FFA Cup this weekend. 
at GMHB against the Newcastle Jets. Yes, and members go free. So this is the perfect time to get your most out of your membership. If you buy it now, free entry to the FFA Cup play-in game. It's uh, history in the making, as it always is. It is literally history. It's never been done before. And you can be part of it. Yeah. Could be an opportunity for the club's first ever trophy. You never know. Be part of something new. Join up today, and we'll sign off here on The Green Room, presented by Simmons. We are Football Nation Radio. We're bringing you Australian football like never before here on a brand new platform. And we just want to thank Western United for their ambition and their foresight in signing on with us here. It's going to be a great season. And myself and Lockie cannot wait for more. Western United, can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio.